Welcome, everyone, to the Meaningful Hearts Podcast, where we discuss the everyday questions that make us or break us if we let them. With your hosts, Drew and Daniela, take our hands and let's walk this journey together. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Meaningful Hearts podcast. Today's topic is trauma. Drew and I love talking about our own traumas, don't we, Drew? Yeah, we're <laughs> we're we're gluttons for some good trauma. <laughs> so this episode was actually inspired by a recent workshop that I did, and I learned a lot about trauma itself more than I already know, but I also learned a lot about myself in the process. I am at a point in my life where I recognize what trauma I have, but doing this workshop made me realize, wow, there's, there may be more. And I thought it was a good way, or I thought it was, it would be really helpful to share this information that I learned with everybody that is listening, because trauma is one of those things that when we think of trauma, we think of catastrophic events, right? Uh, earthquakes, you know, natural disasters, but also the very obvious sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, like th that's obviously trauma within itself. But there was more stuff that I learned, which I'll get to share shortly, that I thought was like I said, it, w it would have been helpful or it would be helpful to share with all of you. I agree. We uh, sometimes, I guess, the media and things that we read, there's, there's a common narrative that goes into a lot of the subject matter. And we want to know, let you guys know that it's multidimensional. There's other things, there's other factors in there that you might not be aware of. So here we are and let's get started. <laughs> and what better way to start than to ask Drew, Drew, what is your definition of trauma? How would you define it for yourself, whether it's in your own life of what you know about others? How would you define trauma? I would say trauma could be anything that negatively impacts you in a mental, physical, uh, emotional state and stays with you and impedes on your ability to move forward in certain aspects of your life. That's yeah. what, that's what trauma, that's how I, that's how I look at it. Yeah. And, and it is, it is a good definition to have because that's essentially what trauma is. It's anything that is too much for our system to metab to metabolize. So to anything that's too much for us to handle, whether that's emotionally, mentally, or even physically, that is considered trauma. Um, what at what point in your life would you say you really started to realize that you have trauma? Honestly, it was a lot later in life it, being an adult. I would say that I guess I always questioned my upbringing. I always questioned situations or circumstances of the way that I behaved or the, or the things that came up for me or even resentment towards my parents, especially my dad. But I would get gaslighted into being like an ungrateful person 
So I guess I didn't really dig further. I always felt guilty for bringing these things up. Like, how dare I, right? Mm -hmm. As I got older and I realized that I had emotional issues, anger issues and things like that from people from the outside, getting that perspective and really starting to dig into that a little more. And especially when we got together and, you know, you're, you're a um, health professional for mental health and you kind of defined those, those, those behaviors and were able to break them down for me further. That's really when I started to really realize that, wow, I have, there's a lot more going on than I thought. Everybody says, you know, I had things bad or whatever, but it's like, oh, I came out unscathed kind of these things sucked for me, but I didn't look at my own behavior as a byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. But starting to look at it, it's like, wow, there is so much because it, it went on my whole life, especially at a very young age. They, they say like in the first what five, five years of your life. I mean, those are really important times. It's so interesting that you say that because in the workshop, one of the things that the speaker said was what happens in the first seven years of your life sets up our personality structures, our worldview, our way of relating to ourselves and how that happened will ultimately shape how we respond to events that happen in our adult life. So the first seven years, which you weren't too far off. I mean, looking at that, I mean, I had no chance. Mm. I I honestly look back at myself and my environment like that kid has no chance. I can literally say that with confidence and like, oh my God, he has no chance. Well, you did have a chance because you're here now. Oh, I'm just saying though, I mean, the, <laughs> odd, the odds are stacked against you in the yeah. environment, depending on how mm-hmm. bad it is. You know, some people interpret those things differently, right? Mm-hmm. My, my brother interprets things differently than I do sure. and my sister. So I can only speak on my behalf, but I do know that the odds are stacked against you when you don't have that 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 nurturing at a young age and that and that leadership and that parental figure in your life that can really help you yeah and meet your needs and that's not just physical needs i think the biggest takeaway um for me through this workshop was how honestly how easily how easy it is to have experienced emotional trauma um which I'll, that actually, that's a really good segue into what is, the, I guess, like the two definitions of trauma, because there is a, to lead with, if you have a pencil or a pen or something digital to take notes with, this is that moment to take notes. <laughs> if you like, I mean, I'm a note taker. And when you write things down, that's how you learn. But Essentially, what I learned is that there are two def- two definitions. There's two different. Blah, 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 I can't English. Two kinds of trauma. There is overt trauma and covert trauma. So overt trauma is adverse childhood experiences. So th- this trauma is the one that we just talked about. The one that is very obvious. You know, if there's physical, verbal. Uh, sexual abuse, if there is physical and emotional neglect, if those things are very obvious, and it could be either single or multiple times, that is overt trauma. It's very obvious. The way that I like to remember it is OV is obvious. Um, That's just my way of associating with it. Now, I think most people who have overt trauma are aware of it because it's something that is obvious, right? Like, you know, that's not okay. 
throughout the workshop, what I learned was how much covert trauma, um, and the way that I remember it is covert covered, you know, something that's not, it's very subtle. That is the more subtle type of trauma, the one that's not so obvious. Now, not to negate the over trauma, obviously, if you have over trauma, like I do, like Drew has, it's very important to address that for sure. But the speaker made a really interesting point, point that it's, that covert trauma is actually so much more difficult to deal with because it's not something that's obvious. We're not aware of it. So for anybody listening, this is that moment where some of the things that I'm about to pose for you to determine if you have covert trauma, it may be overwhelming, but we're here with you and we're here to support you. And yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there as well. Am I making sense so far? Yes. Okay. So covert trauma is stuff that we're not, we're not necessarily aware of. That's why I asked you the question, Drew, of at what point in your life did you become aware of these things? Because just like you didn't become aware of these things until later on in life, so did I. And I think it's not until we find ourselves in the real world sometimes and we find ourselves in situations where we're like, why is this happening? Like, what, why am I in this situation? If, if it's, why is it not working out in my favor or why am I suffering? stuff like that, that really starts to uh, paint a picture of, or I guess like starts to paint, pave a path for figuring out what kind of covert trauma you have. So Drew, I'd like to ask, when you think about covert trauma and the definition that I just gave, what are some things that you would consider as being covert trauma? So, so covert trauma is things I wasn't aware of. Yes. Things that's not so obvious in my life. Yes. In your life, (laughs) or I guess seeing it in other people too. What would you, you know, based on the definition that I gave, what would you consider covert trauma to be? I would say like, I, I guess I would say like, I guess my, my, my ability to be short fused or tempered, right. Or, or being very reactive, mm-hmm. would that be considered part of a covert trauma, like a byproduct of that? Yeah. Um, I definitely think so because it's part of emotional regulation and we have emotional needs as, as kids, as human beings, we have emotional needs. So that would definitely be considered covert trauma. If you have, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're reactive and then you start to question yourself of like, why am I reacting this way? That may be an indicator that you may have some covert trauma in your past, because especially when you see that other people don't react that way. I know that was the case for you where, you know, you would, be very reactive or you would explode or you were, you know, be very loud and thought that that was normal. And it wasn't until you saw it reflected back to you that it wasn't. So yes, that would definitely be considered covert trauma. I'm going to go through some of the other ones, which when I was listening to it, I was like, wow, (laughs) I've got a lot of these. (laughs) So emotional invalidation, that's a big, big covert trauma. Um, And this is what happens when so many of us 
are not allowed to feel our emotions when we're kids, right? This is very like traditional, older generational yes. type of parenting where they just mm-hmm. told like, got to suck it up, stop being such a sissy. Or like if you get upset at the store about something and then your parent would say, oh, just wait till we get home. Like, don't do that. Don't do that here. Like that's not allowed. When you're not allowed to to feel what you're feeling, granted, if you're throwing a tantrum, different. But emotional invalidation, that's a really big, that was one of the first ones that the speaker mentioned, which I thought was like, wow, well, I definitely have that one. Then there is appropriate and response physical touch and contact. So not having appropriate uh, and appropriate, sorry, appropriate and responsive, not response, responsive physical touch and contact. So what this means is, were you hugged as a kid? Were you shown affection by your parental or caretakers, like your your caregivers? I know I wasn't. My mom was a very cold and still is a very cold person. It's so funny. Random story. But Drew was actually present for us the other day. My mom, (laughs) we were in my apartment and my mom saw Drew giving me a hug and she's like, I need a hug too because my daughter doesn't give me hugs. And I remember thinking, wow, like I can't believe she just said that, but I could believe it. But I can't, that's not something that she technically can blame me for because she wasn't affectionate with me growing up. I was never tucked into bed. I was never like given a hug like that. And those of you listening who had the same experience, that is considered trauma. And the way that this might have played out in your life is you may be uncomfortable when somebody gives you a hug, or you may not know how to say, like how to say hi to somebody. Is it a handshake? Is it a kiss on the cheek? Like, what is this? Like, this is, this is weird for me. Um, So that's another form of covert trauma. Drew, can you relate to these two? All the above. (laughs) It's interesting because in a lot of ways, I'm very cold. I'm not a very, um, I'm not a very affectionate person in certain relationships with certain people. Sure. Um, and my mom's like, it's funny because my mom's like, you know, Andrew doesn't really, you know, hug like, well, she was like, my sister, I think my sister was talking about him. I was like, well, that's, it's understood because I'm, I'm very much the same way. My mom actually admitted that, I guess, which is not very true because my mom is not like that. She was very, funny enough, I had a very good affectionate, uh, my mom was very affectionate with me. That was the only person I was actually affectionate with. My father, Mm -hmm. I guess, when I was young, but as I grew older and I grew more detached, um, it was like not even like, it, it pained me too hug my father on it like a on a big event or something like on a holiday and sometimes mm-hmm. i did it just because but it like it really just it was very uncomfortable and seeing mm-hmm. other kids be affectionate like that with their dad was very weird for me it was a very weird experience yeah especially using especially saying i love you to your dad i, was like, mm-hmm. I, never, I never said that like <laughs> it was a certain point in my life where that those words never came out of my mouth yeah i don't you know what looking back on it i'm not sure that i heard much of that either which, again, some of this trauma, we don't realize until we're much older and we're having conversations like the one that we're having right now. Yeah. Another one or another form of covert trauma is if you are not shown or if you are not loved for who you are, but are loved for what you do. So if you're not loved for being a kid, 
if you're only loved for doing the right thing, right? Because parents love to emphasize that yes. you got to do the right thing. You got to get good grades in school. And don't get me wrong. Those things are important. But the foundation before that, you should be loved for who you are. That that was another one that I was like, wow, I, I didn't even realize that, you know, and it really has started to get me reflecting on, okay, was I loved for who I was? I don't necessarily think so, which is really hard. You know, these types of conversations are very difficult, which is where I said my previous statement of if you're listening and you start to feel very intensely and you start to get overwhelmed, we're right here with you. Maybe not reciprocated like we can't hear you but we are here with you and it is a safe space i emphasize that in my sessions a lot too that this is a safe space so here's more covert trauma <laughs> it's quite a number so if you did not spend uh time and have quality contact with your primary caregivers whatever that looked like whether it was game night whether it was hey let's have family dinner um if you didn't have these things this may be an indicator that you may have experienced covert trauma because we need that. We need as human beings, not even taking into consideration that it's family, but just as human beings, we are social beings by nature. We seek connection. We seek brotherhood, sisterhood. Uh, we seek a pack. That's how we feel whole as as a race, I guess. We're, we're, tri we're tribal beings as human yes, beings. tribal we're, beings. We're tribal yeah. Yes. So that's another one. Um, let's see. If you don't learn to have fun and live in the moment and be present, because that's a big one, too. I think a lot of us growing up were told you need to do this like with school, right? You need to do well in school so that you can get good grades, so that you can get a good education. You need to focus on the future, et cetera, et cetera. And get a good job. Exactly. So if you if you're not taught, listen, you can't worry. I mean, yes, you can worry and plan for the future for sure. You can do those things. But it's the amount of emphasis that's placed on things like that that makes a difference. Because if you're just made to worry about, I need to do good because that's the only way that I'm good in my parents' eyes or my family's eyes. And that's the only way I can have a good future instead of, listen, I realistically speaking, I have no control over the future. What's going to happen? We don't actually know. Do we have some control over the way that we behave? Yes, absolutely. But ultimately, if I spend my time planning only for the future and I forget to have fun. That's why I think, Drew, and actually in one of your episodes before I came on the show, you talked about um, being a child, like having an imagination like a child. That's why it's so important because children are so carefree. That's why, you know, children are the most expressive. They're the most creative because they're are the soul, not the sole purpose, but the child's purpose. One of the child's purpose is just to be, just be a child, just live yes. in the moment. There's no and intentions behind, behind exactly. it. It's just, just exist and enjoy. Yeah. If you weren't taught, this is another one. If you weren't taught how to hear and say a healthy no and a healthy yes, that is also considered covert trauma. This ties into boundaries. And I know I've said this before, but I am a big believer in boundaries. I love boundaries. Part of that is because my mom didn't have any boundaries when I was growing up. You know, Drew and I, have, I've shared this on, on the show and I've talked about this with Drew. It was really hard. My mom, if anybody out there has a parent that says, well, 
this is just how it is because I'm your parent. <laughs> when that's the reason, that yeah. is a violation of your boundaries because just because somebody's your parent doesn't necessarily mean that they have rule over you. Yeah, like they're they're, they're your owner. <clears throat> they're the one who can who can uh, they have the authorization code to come in abruptly yes. and do whatever yeah. they want, say yeah. whatever they want. I could take you into this. I've taken you into this world, this and world I could take you out. You out, yeah. That's a, that's like the main. One. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so these are some of the covert traumas that I learned about in this workshop. But I, like I said, I, I said this is going to be the third time I'm saying this now. But sometimes we don't realize what kind of traumas we have until we sit down and we actually learn about them. I had an idea of the trauma that I had. Like I knew my mom was the way that she is and et cetera, et cetera. But having to check off these boxes as I was doing this workshop, I was like, wow, like this is actually kind of sad. It's a little heartbreaking that I have this much. And I think for me personally, one of the hardest things is not only having these types of emotional traumas, but it not being validated by my parents because they don't know it's not within their capacity it's not within their ability you know my mom's a very closed-minded person in a lot of ways and for anybody out there who can relate like I said before also I'm right here with you and if you can't relate if you don't if you go through this checklist and you're like wow I don't necessarily have that that's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> that's it's a awesome. great thing. Yeah, that's a great thing. You don't you don't have that. You may have other forms of trauma differently. Trauma looks different for everybody. That is why I we led with the definition of trauma itself because anything that affects you in a way that you feel like you are not equipped to handle it, that is a form of trauma. Whether it's covert or overt trauma, that is up to you to reflect on it and think about. Now I knew I I know I just threw a lot. I may have even jumbled some of my words, but that's okay. But Drew, in listening to me ramble, what are some of the thoughts that you were having as you were listening? What would you like for our listeners to take away or learn about themselves? Or what is that saying? Put your two cents in, right? Is that the saying? I believe so. My yeah. two cents. But so, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So hearing hearing all this now. Like I said, if you can't relate in a lot of ways, at least you know what not to do, right? You can use it as a guideline and say, wow, I'm on the right track and this is my understanding of what good parenting is. If I don't have, I haven't experienced these things and I will not subject my kids to these things. That's awesome. So you still listen and learn because knowing not what to do is just as important um, as what to do in scenarios. Um, people that have a lot of these boxes checked off, there's nothing to be ashamed about. I You're tuned in to better yourself and become better uh, in a lot of different ways, not just financially, not just in fitness, not just in eating better. But sometimes, you know, the mental one is a, is a big driver behind all the reasons why maybe you're not functioning at your 100%. Um, I think that I've also noticed that maybe my attitude towards life and towards a lot of things have come from the past come from a lot of the things that I've experienced. Maybe my 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 ability to be um, impulsive, right? Maybe for a very impulsive person, you know, look back and see where that really stems from, right? Traumatic experiences could cause a whole mess of issues, yeah. and just because those boxes checked off does not mean we can keep them 
that way. It's now that you're you're aware. Now it's time to work on and fix those things, right? And Daniela has a number of solutions and many follow-up episodes, I'm sure, because there's a lot to uncover in trauma. Trauma yes. spans so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Like our I'd like to believe that was like our self-doubt episode. This episode in particular is really just to help you, our listeners, feel related to or not related to, you know, just letting you know that we're here and we are continuously looking for ways not only to help others, but also ultimately help ourselves because that's how we help others. So in learning about trauma, you know, in learning this about myself, I was literally like, wow, this is so good to share. If if, if I had known this information sooner, I it could have been different. Not that I regret finding this out now, but again, this is one of those episodes where it's about providing some psychoeducation, as I would call it, in session, but also just a reminder that we're we're human and that so many things can affect us in so many different ways, whether we realize it or not. So I hope that that was insightful and helpful. I know Drew like agrees, but he's biased. So. No, I, I mean, just like I said, relatability, it's very relatable in my life. I, I've even learned a little bit more about my traumas and things that I have I've dealt with in my life. Like I said, I'm not looking for excuses to be the same. I'm looking for for ways to change change myself and be better. And even if I think I know everything about myself, there's always something new that I'm even discovering on these episodes as for we sure. rediscover these new topics and we talk about these things. I mean, I'm I'm blessed to have such an amazing person in my life that deals with these things and is also a, sur- a survivor and a thriver of these things as well. So for me, I'm blessed. And, and I want to share with, with and we're sh- now it's going to compound and we're just going to share it with all of you and you guys could share it with your friends and bring, bring other people aboard. And that's, that's our objective here. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to get, trying to get better. Yes, that's exactly what we're trying to do. So what I would like to leave our listeners with is maybe go back and, and listen or if you took notes, see what boxes apply to you, see what checks off, see what kind of covert or overt trauma you might have. And it might, like I said, and I've been saying, it might be overwhelming and you might not know what to do with it yet. But self-awareness is also one of the first steps into building a better, more meaningful life. And if you have any questions or feel like reaching out, then we are here for you. A thousand percent.